Hi, I'm Kate. And I'm Mandy. And this is Love Sober, the podcast for the sober and sober curious. Hi there, welcome back to Love Sober, the podcast for the sober and sober curious. And today is episode 94. And today we, uh, it's just Kate and I, and we are talking the book, baby. I don't know why I sang that in a very strange voice. Um, we're just, yeah, we thought we'd chat through kind of um, the process and how we got to uh, the book. And so the book is obviously coming out on the 3rd of September. It is actually available now on Amazon and um, it's kind of been sort of drip, dripped through on other sort of uh, websites as well. But um, the official publication date is still the 3rd of September. So, um, yeah, we're just going to chat chat through uh, a little bit about our book today. Um, just checking in, though, first. So, hi, Kate. How are you doing? Hiya. Yeah, I'm all right today. Um, <clears throat> I had my hair done last night. So I'm feeling that kind of um, put together. I am put together. I have my nails done. So, you know, after the week, um, we will get on to the kind of the, the just the mental, mental week we had last week. Cause we've what, our holiday? Talk, yeah, because we've not talked about that. <laughs> oh, yeah, the holiday in inverted commas. The yeah, on holiday. So when I came back, I was basically fucked. A little bit feral. Yeah, and just broke, literally broken in two. I was like, I could not function. So my sleep was just absolutely wrecked. I was just, my back went. And I was like, right, okay. Like, I literally need the emergency A team around me, which consisted for those needs of the osteopath, having my hair done and having a, an emergency trip to the nail bar that's now open. I've just had to kind of do all that girl stuff and a bit of back stuff that made me, yeah, feel a bit more put together and then get shitloads of sleep in. So I, I do feel, I feel good. I feel like, okay, I'm back sort of thing. How about you? Yeah, it's brilliant. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, obviously uh, last week was very challenging sleep-wise for me as well. Um yeah, I'm a bit up and down to be honest. Yeah. I'm a bit teary, a bit up and down. Um, my kids are starting new schools, as your son is. Um, my kids go back next week, so we're entering. Yeah, there's just a lot of anxiety going on for for them about starting a new school, and for me about whether we're making the right choice moving schools yeah. and just yeah quite a lot of that and just a few sort of shifting plates um I think I think I'm homesick to be honest like, mm. I think I really need to come back to England and see my parents and see friends and stuff like that um because I obviously haven't been back since before March um yeah I kind of identified that this morning was just like mm. you know mm. I think I just actually need to come home um even though France is home after 14 years uh oops uh should yes. <laughs> no, um, I, I have friends who I've got an American friend who lives here and she was saying the same she's lived in Britain for 20 years and sometimes there is that piece missing yeah yeah, yeah. so I'm a bit yeah I'm a bit boo but I'm a bit yay and I'm a bit just a bit oh yeah all the things boo yay <laughs> yeah 
I like that. Yeah. 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 Well, well, let's let's uh, copyright that. Create a new word. Although the, the, the French won't have it because it won't be a French oh, word. God, we not. can't start that. <clears throat> yeah. So um, our book, Love Yourself Sober, a self-care guide for busy mothers is now available. And um, yeah, just wanted to sort of, we wanted to give a timeline really and kind of a lot, a few people have asked us sort of how we wrote it and how that happened and everything um, and what it's about. So we thought, well, why not talk about it here and sort of explain the journey because it was a journey as most things Freaking journey <laughs> as most things are in life oh. um so yeah so you the book came from you it was your project initially so where did the idea come from from writing the book what was your mission yeah tell me a little bit about before I came into the picture where where your head was at with it okay well I'd always felt like I had a book in me um, and I'd made various attempts over the years um, of fiction, and they weren't very good. <laughs> and interestingly, when I look back, I was thinking about this morning, I remember sending this, this book idea I had to Dave's sister, and she, she was very kind about it and said, oh, I do want to know what happens next. So many of the characters like drank, like it was like mm. a real focus of alcohol in woven in all the storylines as it was in my life. You know, it was very interesting. So I've always loved writing as a therapeutic process. Um, and I had made some attempts and obviously I'll, my job was as a journalist or as a, as a writer. Um, so when I started on Soberistas and then started blogging a lot, I'd got into processing that way I guess and that first year on Soberistas when was that 2013 or 14 for us wasn't it yeah but we haven't really properly met mm. 2013 yeah yeah so uh 14 uh, 14 so I was talking to Binky on Soberistas a lot like we struck up a friendship and she was I we were like commenting on each other's blogs and she was a really I thought she was an amazing writer and she was like it is my dream to write a book so I basically bigged her up and was like you have to go for it like you must go for it like you have to and she got book deal that year and then um and then I just thought oh I I should I want to do that I was like <laughs> <laughs> what about me um yeah and I didn't want to do that I, I wasn't sure at that point, you know, that whole, like, what it was yet. You know, I remember Dawn saying, you know, Dawn, Mama Dawn from mm. She Recovers, she was saying this. She said something in some webinar I saw or I listened to a podcast and she'd wanted to, she was writing a book or she, she, was sort, she said she wanted to write the book before she'd lived it and that was her frustration because she realised she hadn't, lived it enough mm. for it to come out so I think that's where I was in those early days it's like I had all these ideas but I didn't have perspective on them and I didn't have enough yeah life mm. in it so you know we're talking like seven nearly eight years later aren't we now from the beginning of our sober journey of all of these questions and all of this kind of stuff that we've been putting together along along the way 
so that's that's where it kind of started and and really just making a few stabs of uh, stabs at it and I did get as far as writing three chapters getting publishers um and then they weren't very good um very good deals so Bernadette said to me if they're not good enough you know, we always, she said, look, we always feel, I love this. She said, we feel pathetically grateful when anyone gives us any attention. Don't give it away until you're ready. And that's mm. the best bit of advice I ever, ever got. And she pointed me to the Society of Authors. And this is quite good, I suppose, info for anyone who's wanting to write a book. Because the Society of Authors are awesome. Um, the membership is much cheaper than getting kind of a lawyer to look over or an agent to look over your stuff if you haven't got an agent and they've got a legal department so I sent these contracts into the Society of Authors and they looked and they went they're not really offering you anything so I had mm. some good advice so I just parked it really um, and then so I forgot about it really I was like well okay until meeting you <laughs> and then the rest is history um yeah so that's where I was before you know we I just parked it but I had sort of three chapters had a bit of an idea wanted to write something for you know carers for mums you know speaking to that experience really yeah yeah and so then yeah obviously we met and I wanted to do the podcast and wanted you to do the podcast with me and we were saying actually weren't we that we so you we kind of really met on so breasters and started chatting sort of intensely chatting in to December 2017 and then we started planning the podcast in January and stuff like that in 2018 and then we started doing the podcast the podcast went out in May um so we'd already recorded a few episodes and yeah. stuff like that but we hadn't actually met until <laughs> April <Yeah. laughs> um yeah so I mean it it really I guess it's just that tale of like you know if you have an idea like I guess it's like none of this was done with any plan really there was no there was no kind of like well there was no strategic planning of like, right, if we do this, then this will happen. Then this will drive interest and build this. And then we'll get like none of that. Um, it was just like, there's a need. I, I have a need. Like there's maybe I want to do this. And it was just like, let's just do it. And just having that kind of like, you know, what have we got to lose kind of attitude and the podcast really was like that it was like no idea if anyone will listen no idea if this is any good but it was just like a need for us to sort of express ourselves and that's what I guess the creative process within sobriety is all about it's just about you know helping you and it helped us on our sober journey mm. like enormously enormously mm. um, and so that's where it all came from I suppose and then it was just little sort of bits of puzzle coming together and then you, yeah, you shared your the book idea with me, which was, I mean, where did that come from? Did you just think? I don't know. I really can't remember. It's like you said, there was just no roadmap. Mm. So we were just, I think at that point, you, we weren't going to even, I don't know, at some point we said, well, why don't we do Just Love Sober together? Because at that point, we just did 
Love Sober, the podcast, but it was just a blog, wasn't it? And I was interested in writing some courses. And I think over that time, you were trained, you were starting to train as a life and recovery coach. And I think at that point, I was doing my life coach training. And we, we just realized that we had this kind of skill set that we could put together and do something bigger. I think that was it. And so it made sense to just collaborate on all projects. So I was like, well, I've got this book here. Should we have a crack at that? And you were like, yeah, okay. So you used your thing that, like, you've got a a really good um, ability of kind of reaching out and networking and finding people and putting people together. So you basically found us an agent. Mm. Through And you were like, well, what do we do? And I said, well, you started Googling. And I was looking at the Artists and Writers Yearbook and working through that. And we kind of came up with a master list, didn't we? And you contacted people. So you basically did the legwork for getting yeah, getting I suppose, yeah, it was, it was. So we went, well, initially we went to directly to publishers, didn't we? We did, yeah. So we, we went through the Artist and, and um, Writers Yearbook and we sort of highlighted all of those people that were, you know, wellness Mm. uh self-help you know memoirs biographies all that sort of stuff and and we put together a proposal and this is again it's this thing of like you know there's there's no I mean everything is a collaborative process and that's what you know we always been about and that's why I love kind of sobriety and I love working because it is that there is that sort of core value of kind of helping each other. The majority, I'd say like 95% of people I've I've met who work in sober areas are very collaborative and supportive. And so we put together the proposal and then we asked Claire Pooley, who I'd met a couple oh, of times. Yeah, we We'd met her at the Soberistas party, hadn't we? Yeah. We'd had a nice time with her there. And then I'd met her when Jolene Park came to London. She contacted me and said, you know, I'm in London. I don't know any sober women. So I arranged an evening with her and Claire Pooley and Sarah was there, Sarah Billick, um, because I'd met her because we'd met, we'd gone to the coaching academy um, introductory day together randomly because I put a post on club soda and was like I'm going to the introductory coaching session does anyone want to come um, so that's how you make friends in sobriety just put random messages out there so I'd met Sarah Billick and then I was like oh you know um actually this evening I'm going out for a couple of drinks with some other sober women do you want to come and she came in and was just like oh my god I'm having drinks with Claire Pauley and like Jolene Park um and the we're in good company girls who are now no longer doing their cards but they were there as well Anyway, and so at that point, Claire was like, send me the proposal and I'll have a look at it and I'll send you what I sent out to people. So that was massively helpful. Hugely helpful, yeah. Um, So huge, huge gratitude for Claire. Yeah, she was a big champion, wasn't she? She was just always there for a bit of advice and has just, yeah, been such a good girl. Like, really appreciate that. Thank you, and. So that was there was that really, and then yeah. So then off that we got two meetings with publishers directly with publishers. So we went to one, and everything was really insisting. I think I came to London like three times in, in a month or something. It was like mm. 
crazy that's right because we had dry we had um the mindful drinking festival and then we had two meeting with publishers in january it was just so um we got really excited really nervous Mm. yeah we we noticed that before you like you find it really difficult beforehand don't you before meetings get super nervous and got really panicky on the train and Mm. kind of all that and I was like super chilled and then we'd have the meeting and then you'd be like ah okay cool and I'd be like (laughs) it's all over so I had to have my my, like breakdown like oh what did I say afterwards Um, and we got really excited and then they were like, oh, no. <laughs> no. And yeah. we were like, oh. We were devastated when we were like, oh. Yeah. yeah. And then the second one we had, which was very positive and went quite a long way, actually, didn't mm. it? And then, yeah, and then we kind of regrouped and were like, okay, hmm. And Claire had said initially, like right at the beginning, she was like, get an agent, get an agent, get an agent. They know what they're doing. They'll sort you out, get an agent. So we were like, right, okay, regroup. I guess that must have been in like February, February, March time, 2019. We were like, okay, let's try. And we went back to the list, made a new list of agents and started sending out to agents. And then we had three meetings with agents. And then, yeah, we absolutely loved Jane, who's our agent now. Yeah, Graham Moore Um, Christie. Yeah, Graham Moore Christie. And so I think we met her. When did we meet her? Was that in May? May, June? Well, we met met on Skype, didn't we? We didn't meet in person. We had a couple of meetings on Skype. Uh, we talked it through. We said yes, and then she went and was just pitching out. And then she found our publishers that she thought was an amazing fit with Trigger Publishing. And then we all the, and this was the pinch me moment. It was like, oh my god, they said yeah, oh my god. And then we had a wait, and it's like, oh yes, and it's everything's fine, and da da da. And then in the June or July, we went. You had to come to London again. And we met up at the Albright, and I didn't know what the Albright was. And we went in there, and it was like, holy moly, it's like really <laughs> posh, and it's all women, and it's this very, I mean, it's just beautiful, it's just gorgeous. It's a, yeah, private members private club members for women, isn't it? In, in, in Soho, and it was yeah. like, <laughs> fuck. And um and we sat there and didn't we sit we were we were on the wrong floor, weren't we? We we they were there for ages and we were there for ages. We were like yeah. I wonder where they are and then we were like, Oh, we've been here for half an hour. But we finally all chatted and we loved Joe, the publisher is just a superhero, she wrote, just brilliant woman. Jane was well, I felt like we'd known Jane. I felt like Jane yeah. was Mama Bear at that point. And we started talking about the idea and everything got really excited. You know, mm. they've been amazing to work with as well. Trigger have yeah, been. Yeah, we even did. We even did. I remember at that point, we, you know, Joe got lots of books from the shelves and was like, "What format do you want? You know, do you want it this size, this size?" And we were like, "Oh my god!" Like, like literally, never even thought about what mm. format the book was. Learning all this vocabulary about what all the different book sizes are called and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, and it's insane, really, that we've worked with a f- fully. Female. female team mm. there's not one man in there 
<laughs> not one random man. Not one wrong in, in amongst them. <laughs> no, exactly. I know. I'm only we love them. We, do. we love them. We do. We absolutely do. And um, But it, it feels very... Um, yeah, it, it just feels that weird sort of serendipitous kind of thing that is totally in line with what we would have wanted this time, you know, isn't it? It's like for the book baby, it's like having our literary midwives and doulas around us. and Yeah, and they're all mums. And they're I mean. all mums and they're all women and, and just – and then they were like, how do you want to work? And we were like, well, actually, we're going to really – because some publishers you just – you give them the – um, the whole of the manuscript in one lot and then they come back with all the changes and so we were able to work with an editor as we went along and submit three chapters a month weren't we mm. to yeah keep so we started essentially yeah. we got so we signed the deal and all that I guess was in July 2019 yeah and then you know we like obviously then <laughs> it's so difficult us which is happening again then like everything's planned over the summer holidays and which is impossible kind of working time and so you came over to France in September, September. was it and that's basically when we did a bulk of writing over <clears throat> and planning and planning over sort of a week five days not even that four days when you were here and um, we planned it all out and who was doing what and essentially how we worked it was that you would write and then I would add edit change around and then you would edit change around essentially that was the process wasn't it back and forth with me being very scared of a blank page so you tended to start mm. and then I would kind of and me add being and then... very scared of a detail yes <laughs> yeah <laughs> so no, I do I've, the... done the, I've done my, my I've done my thing now now I'm bored <laughs> and I want to go do something else yeah yeah and so we started writing in earnest I guess September 2019 and that was it so we had yeah three chapters per month was kind of the the aim up until Christmas <clears throat> and then we worked all over Christmas and New Year I remember being away and we were doing like final things working with the editor getting it back and forward back and forward and so I guess the the, the whole process took what so it's a September, October, November, September, October, November, December, January, maybe five months. Mm. Yeah. Sort of finished up in January. Yeah. 2020. Yeah. And then we forgot about it, didn't we? And then it was really surreal because we'd had this really intensive work period. And I felt quite sad. I think I just felt like it felt like. Well, a bit reminiscent of blogging when you when you blog it and then it just goes off into the ether and it is important and valid, but there's something transient about it. So I just sort of almost let it go at that point and forgot about it, like totally, didn't we? Well, I did. I was like, just crack on. We've got busy stuff going on. Um, obviously, then we had a, a global pandemic hit and parenting challenges and do you know what I mean? Like crazy, crazy shit happened. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then suddenly it was like, oh, okay. And we kept on going, well, what, can we do anything? And they're like, no, too early. No, too yeah. early. No, go away. No. <laughs> so we're like, but can we? No, no, you can't. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then uh, yeah, and then up to kind of 
where we are now, really, which is kind of this amazing. We have a book. Yeah. It's a real book. It's a real book. I mean, I had I had delivered three copies to France. I don't know if you got more. Did no, you get more? I got three. three. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I literally had them for about five minutes and then my my kids were like oh I'd love to have one all for me <laughs> so, uh, and so then that was one gone to my daughter and I signed it and then my son was like I'd also really like one so he had Aww. one and then I was like oh well I can't not give my husband one and like you know sign it or whatever so then I gave him one and that's it and I don't have a book anymore <laughs> Oh, you need to get. You need to get. I have on, to buy one. Yeah, on, on water stones and go and buy one, Mike. Yeah. Um, I haven't and, given any of mine away. Good for you. I told my children that it wasn't age appropriate because they're a bit younger. Yeah. Uh, my husband flicked through and was like, "I'm so proud of you," and then went off and did something else. <laughs> but I am seeing my mum today. Um, she's having my son for a few days, and so I'm going to sign a copy and give her one. Oh, she, yeah, so nice. Yeah. So up to date. Let's mm. just uh, tell a, a little bit about our. I think we did talk about this, did we? No, well, we last week about our, our holiday. No, we haven't talked about our holiday. Do you want to talk about your... No, I, I don't want to think about it ever again. <laughs> so, we yeah. were, so you know, as we, you know, you all know, everyone listening, like summer holidays are so tough. And it's, and especially this year, it's been so incredibly tough with mum guilt, with all that stuff, with the pandemic and, you know, being together since March and... So we were like, right, we know that it's going to be busy with the book and with everything like that. And we've, you know, we've been writing courses. We That's the other thing we've been doing is we... we Britain we've been courses. Doing, we'll we, tell you we, about soon. Yeah. And, and we, you know, trialled our courses as well mm. with test groups. So, you know, for three months we were working with a group of women. That's what we've been doing since the book, you know, um, we finished the book. Um, and so we're like, right, we're going to take... A, a week off and we like pre-planned social media me on my little plannerly did all the posts on social media you know did all the life hacks we did uh we recorded episodes for the podcast <laughs> we were so organized yeah we broke ourselves and we also wanted to get that the second course up and ready so that we could take this week off and then after that week because we knew there may be some reactive press to do I also have to host my mum's 80th birthday. It's my daughter's 10th birthday and my son starts a new school and I have to attend a sleep clinic in London for his insomnia for an overnight stay. I'm sure yeah. there's something else in there, but like that's what I've got going on. So we were like, right, let's do, we just do need to do this. So yeah, back to you. We broke, yeah. our, we broke ourselves getting it already. And then you were like, right, final, final thing recorded. Bye, I've got to go, got to go, got to go. And then you went yeah. off to Paris. So I went off to Paris and um and which was lovely, really lovely. Our friend Rose, who we spent time with, she came to France and you came too, and we had a really lovely time. And amazing, we found an Airbnb which was basically like two minutes from Sacrica and two minutes from her apartment. So it was just wonderful. Um 
however because of my kind of um, sleep anxiety insomnia because it was a flat and there was people above below and the kind of stairway behind where the bedroom was I just didn't sleep like my sleep anxiety was off the scale I was jumping up like every five minutes checking doors and windows and all that sort of stuff um and you went off in the van to uh Corset. yeah so we have when I I sort of like to think of my well my my husband calls it his menopause but it's like the kind of midlife crisis that he had last year so he's basically got a few motorbikes and bought this camper van and it's not like you know like you have these fully well it is functional but you have these kind of reasonable things that you could take away and this is a massive 1980s Ford Econoline thing that looks like something out of The Walking Dead or Breaking Bad so it's it's quite special interest and it's quite tricksy and it has got a lot of velvet upholstery in it and swiveling chairs and very straight it's it's quite strange so anyway we also have my my son with his kind of um special interestness as well um (laughs) so basically we all set off in this in the camper van um the bus let's face it headed off to dorset which is the hilliest coast and basically we the the van broke down um, and we were crawling up these sort of precipitous kind of inclines and going, losing power and going down and down and down and down. And in the end, we were literally, you could hear the engine turning over and we were going up five miles an hour. And we basically couldn't stop anywhere. There's no hard shoulder. There's nowhere with about a mile of really angry traffic behind us. A few beeps, people kind of zooming past going, you fucking wanker. No, they haven't really, but, you know, lots of like, and I get it. Like we were, we were that that van, you know, that you've all been behind that you've just hated so much. So, and we did actually break down on a hill and slide back down the hill a little bit more with all the ch- the children in the van. Like it was super stressful. Anyway, we I turned the engine off. We were able to kind of limp over this hill. I just thought we'll give it one more go, and we limped into this car park, and we were all like, okay, we can just relax, right? So. We had an okay first night, and then the morning we we went to the beach, and we realised that the beach was miles away, so we had to get a taxi there because we couldn't drive in the van. We were like, "What? How did you have to get a taxi to the beach? I thought we were next to the beach." Like I told you, I told you that I'm rubbish at getting holidays. Yeah, I was quite nervous, so there was a lot of moaning about how far it was from the beach. And I was like, "Well, I told you, I told you I was shit at this. What did you expect, right?" So we went to the beach and then I got a phone call from the Telegraph because they no 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 I, no I oh. had to phone you so I was at, I was in Paris okay. and getting these emails through from the PR and publishing people saying they're bringing the te- Telegraph forward um, because there's new stats coming out um, we we need to send a photographer to Kate and I was there like you know scrolling scrolling Kate's not responding she's not responding (laughs) oh my god she's not responding she's not responding so I phoned you and I got your husband who put on an accent pretending to be you which (laughs) confused the hell out of me because I was like in Paris on the Mm. you know street kind of like deciding where to go like you know my kids walking off in one direction my husband the other going sorry what Kate what Kate Kate 
and he was like hello how are you doing like and I was just like <laughs> and then, it sort of, then it sort of hit it was just like oh Dave <laughs> It's like, can you? Where's Kate? She was like, she's in the sea. I was like, can you get her out of the sea? She needs to get. She she needs to call the PR people because the Telegraph want to photograph her. So then he got you. He's like, Kate. She was like, hello. And I was like, dude, sorry, you've got to check your emails. She was just like, oh, for fuck's sake. And so then, yeah. So then you called the Telegraph back yeah. or whatever. So then that was fine. I was like, that's fine, we can do a shoot. Where can we do a shoot? So I was like, okay. She said, can you make it? I said, no, I'm going to have to get, I'm, I'm at the beach and I am going to need to wash my hair because I'm a bit, and she went beachy. And I was like, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So I had to go back. And then it was just pouring with rain. So I left kids and Dave on the beach, went, got the cab back to the campsite and then threw myself in the shower and then the photographer, bless him, turned up and he was like, right, I don't know how we're going to do this. We're going to have to just shelter until the rain stops. And he said, no, I'm going to look around. I said, do you know any cafes in here? He went, nope. So I was like, okay. So I said, I have noticed that there is some quite nice flowers by the toilets. And he was like, okay, let's go, let's go. And he was like, I love it. I can work with this. So he put his little umbrella up and we were there by the toilets. With like a shrub. <laughs> like a shrub with a flower on it going that's gonna have to do and I had to do this like looking into the distant looking like sad <laughs> and I was like you have no fucking idea how sad I am I've had to get off the beach you bastards no. and um and I was just like just ridiculous so anyway it took about three minutes and then he was like thank you that's it I've got it I've got it and went off so, yeah, they ran that piece, but then I was checking it. I was like, okay, I just know that's what happened. I got a message, and this is the power of the sisterhood as well. I got a random message off Soberistas. I got an email saying someone's left you a private message. And it was um, so a friend on Soberistas who said, oh, amazing, I've just seen your piece in the Telegraph, like on the website. And I was like, really? It's like half ten at night. So I was like, oh, okay. So I went in, I realised they hadn't put the photo of the book, they hadn't credited it. It was just this kind of, and this kind of very, um, they hadn't used my new updated copy that I was trying to do on my phone. And it was like, really? So I had to text the journalist, said, there's not the copy that. And then we were like, well, maybe, because it will have gone to print by then. Mm. Maybe they've left the credits off. And then it was like, shit. So it was a lot of anxiety. And then the kids were like, you're always on your phone. Like, I'm like, you have no idea. So it was fine. But and and so I texted the journalist and she was like, I'm sorry, I'm out at a bar in London. I'm gonna get back in about half an hour, I'll log on and I'll change it, which bless her, she did. She logged yeah, on. Yeah, that's really amazing. So that was amazing. Um so that was cool. And I'm seeing it in print the next day. Meanwhile, yeah. you're getting radio yeah. interviews. <laughs> yeah so then it was I don't know when that's coming out actually but there's a BBC World was it BBC World BBC World BBC yeah. World Service yeah um and they're like they want to talk to you um tomorrow and then it was like oh it's going to be 10 I was like okay fine so I was like said to the kids sorry we're not going to be able to go up the Eiffel Tower because I've got to do this <laughs> the only one thing we want to do is go up the Eiffel Tower it's just like oh sorry and then it was like oh no it's not going to be 10 it's going to be three in the afternoon it's just like oh right we might be able to oh it's too late that was so that was like all that going so then we went to we went to the a museum which 
really didn't interest my my son at all and um and then we went to uh, the Chateau de Versailles and I mean Paris was amazing because it was completely empty like you just walked into everything I've never seen anything like it like the Champs-Élysées like we going up the Eiffel Tower we didn't have to queue you just walked in and walked up there's just it was completely empty the only place there was a bit of queue was at, at Versailles and it was really hot and we we're in the queue and I was just walking around with my phone trying to get reception <laughs> and so we were and like I'm not good with timing at all so as you know and so I was like I put alarms on my phone and my my husband was like coaching me through he was like okay so we're going to go through the Chateau de Versailles and I was like do you we got time we got time and he's like and then we're going to get to the end and so all I just didn't look at anything the whole way through I was just like how long have we got how long have we got where's the reception and so in the end it was all fun came out and um and sort of came out of of the inner building and went into the gardens and sort of so I just went off and I was trying to and it was so hot <laughs> I was just so I found this place that was quiet around the corner sat on this step like sweating <laughs> chatting to this guy I couldn't, he was Spanish couldn't like this reception wasn't brilliant like trying to have this chat trying to sound professional um so that was that um and then yeah and then we both had calls with BBC radio <laughs> So you know, you're in, like, but you're in the Chateau de Versailles, and I'm in Weymouth car park in the bus in the rain on my own, having sent the family off to see friends. Like it couldn't be more like more extreme, could it? And then, oh um, my god! And yeah, I mean, there were amazing moments. Like I had a, you know, it was it's, it was great but we I was so broken tired and we both came home early. we both came home early from our holidays I know well then but what was really interesting like because the bus was broken it Dave then tinkered around with the bus and it was like we're on holiday like I don't yeah. and and it was like oh man and then we had to go to Weymouth um the outskirts of no Swanage to find an American HGV specialist you know as you do because it can't ever be simple and like the only way he'd start found to start the van with the help of our uh you know like the AA there was this bloke because he was sort of he was like I can't do it but I have got an idea you're not really supposed to do it but you can do actually wasn't AA because that would get him in trouble it actually was a different company and it honestly was but he had to go underneath and he had to basically start it by putting two screwdrivers together which caused a massive electric spark right and that's the only way we could get the bus started so we couldn't stop it and then it started raining and Dave was like gee I shouldn't really start this like with this kind of a massive electric (laughs) spark in the pouring rain you know underneath this 50 million ton bus and I was like no look if it if it stops it just stops and luckily we got to the next campsite but yeah we just at that point you know what we were just all really over it like all of us were like can we just go home Ella was like I miss my teddies I miss my my breakfast and my teddies like the home comforts and we were like I just want to play PS4 and talk to my friends and I was like I just need a bath (laughs) yeah so anyway so that 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 was that so here we are yeah 
we're back home and then we just like literally came home we're like on the laptop <laughs> doing articles and like da, da, da. so it's yeah. fine we're fine there's no hysteria here Kate no none at all no. and the thing is isn't it that weird thing because it's like I feel like super grateful and like I also am flying by the seat of my pants and just trying to ride it and do you know what I mean just trying to ride it because it does you know like I'm trying you know I'm going to be all woo again but like all things pass right so I'm just trying to trying to in trying to enjoy it but enjoy is the wrong word because <laughs> it's too too rich almost like it's not yeah, just it's like really oh, hard. Just, you know. it's, it's all the feels isn't it because it's like I'm quite nervous because we mm. talked about it and said like you had a real wobble and I had a real wobble like I feel like you know I'm I've got really old stuff going on like I can't I don't dare hope because I'm going to get disappointed or you know so it's quite a lot of the feels going on that we're trying to just process and keep calm lots of self-care yeah yeah I mean I guess that is all all jokes aside you know it was hugely impactful and and it is you know it's like there's our story in there there's people reading our story there's you know people responding from the exterior world about our story and you know and press wanting or not wanting and all those things so there's a lot going on and and will people like it will we get good reviews you know expectations of others and so yeah it's been like let's Mm. self-care to max yeah rad self-care this week um yeah but it just feels like we haven't I've done a bit of silk. <laughs> no, I have because I got the foot spar out. I got the foot spar out, and I had one night, really nice night with the kids, where my husband went to rehearse, and we just took it in turns to have the foot spar and give each other like little arm massages with lavender oil, which was really nice. Yeah. Um, you know, and like I said, I have had the nails done and the hair done. Um, yeah. And the osteopath. So I do feel like I'm. And I and I went to bed yesterday afternoon just for like an hour or two. So definitely that. It's very interesting though, isn't it? Because my husband said I was like, I've got massive anxiety. And he said, what are you anxious about? And I said, I don't think there's anything in particular. But what's happened is my nervous system's kicked off. Yeah. I know that now. I know if it kicks off, I've basically got to do the self-care and watch the storm blow in and blow out and not attach to the story because my brain will be going to familiar old dark places. And actually, what I need to do is just nervous system regulation and then like watch watch it pass by and then I'm I'm all right. So thank God I know that now, right? Yeah. We know well, what to do, don't we? We know what to do. Yeah. So that's the story. I guess we should wrap it up, really. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So um, if the book, I mean, we haven't even talked about what the book is. Um, you have to go and buy it to find out. But, uh, yeah, we poured our heart and soul into mm. creating the the best quit lit book that we think is available and you know it is a mixture of our stories and personal development tools stress management tools um kind of quit lit how to do it how to boss it and how to love it Mm. so yeah 
and it is that and and just to add on you know that that sort of the you know that whole get stay love sober thing which is so important to us and so those wider conversations like you say about the um you know the things that come from the science of happiness to affect mm. our, our our well-being long term we've also put those in there as well so it's not just um yeah a, a stop drinking it's it's a t- it's a tools for life um kind of book we hope and we hope that we just hope it really helps basically yeah and we're super proud of it aren't we we're super proud of us dude we are yeah yeah cool okay so if you are as always immediately concerned about your drinking do reach out um get in touch with us um info at lovesober.com um and just or to anywhere that you think is your vibe, you know. So obviously, Soberistas has the anonymous Ask the Doctor service. We've got Club Soda online, Be, Be Sober and Quit. Um, that's Simon Chapels. So, yeah, Club Soda. We've got Sober and Social as well yeah. on Instagram because if you are, you know, feel like you need that kind of going out and connecting with, with people, that might be your vibe. Or she recovers. You know, there's so much support online now so keep looking you know if we're not your vibe there'll be something that is so um just send up a flare and don't think you're alone because you you so aren't there's loads of us out here and uh, we're waiting to hear from you lots of love and we'll speak to you next week <laughs>